Hey, en welkom allemaal bij een nieuwe aflevering van Radio Mama. Um, vandaag hebben we weer een aantal nieuwe gasten. Naast me zit Alvaro, net zoals van de vorige keer. Hallo. Hallo. We hebben Anoush tegenover mij en Nick. Welkom. Uh, we hebben weer een nieuwe show. Uh, dit keer een uurtje. We gaan het even iets anders doen. Iets vlotter, iets sneller. Uh, de helft is in het Nederlands, de helft is in het Engels. Nick en Alvaro both in English. So we'll switch between those two languages. Uh, Alvaro is here for another story of the universe. And I'm going to ask you to tell us a little bit about it. We are going to have a, a karaoke marathon. And uh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I prepared a uh, playlist uh, with a couple of uh, karaoke songs. Uh, we're going to turn it into a karaoke quiz. So we're going to try to learn or uh, guess what the, what those songs are. Mm-hmm. And, and then we're going to listen to some of them. We're going to close off the radio show yes. with your... Uh, Are these your favorite karaoke songs? Or are yeah, you exactly. inspired by something? No, those are my go-to karaoke songs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Most Let's of them. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I'm going to switch back to Dutch again. Uh, World Between Words is op, nu, op dit moment te zien in onze showroom. Maar van juli tot september zag de showroom er heel anders uit. Op dat moment hadden we Departure samengesteld door Anders Urbanke. Zeg ik je achternaam goed? Ja, ja klopt. Goed zo. Um, nou, zij heeft eigenlijk onze showroom omgegoten in een reisbureau. En dit reisbureau nodig je eigenlijk uit als bezoeker uh, de positie van de toerist te verkennen. Um, ja, het advies werd eigenlijk gegeven om je eigen vertrekpunt te onderzoeken voordat ja, na de pandemie het reisverkeer weer teruggaat zoals we dat gewend waren. Uh, en we, zoeken eigenlijk, we onderzochten eigenlijk of het mogelijk was om afscheid te nemen van de huidige toeristische industrie en de relatie tussen toerisme en de huidige neocoloniale machtsverhoudingen. En als je veel aan. <laughs> ja, uh, we hadden een groepsentoonstelling met zeven kunstenaars. En uh, uh, was inderdaad vanaf uh, september te zien tot eind oktober. En uh, als je uh, binnenliep, dan uh, kwam je eigenlijk een reisbureau binnen, zoals Shay al zei. En werd je uitgenodigd om een audiotour te gaan doen. En die audiotour bracht je naar verschillende bestemmingen. En die bestemmingen zijn uh, wederom de uh, werken van de kunstenaars. En daarin was een shift te zien van werken uh, van kunstenaars die veel meer op uh, reflectie gaan uh, binnen wat uh, toerisme is en hoe toerisme er... Uh, ja, eigenlijk voor de pandemie eruit zag. En dan was er nog een andere shift van werken waar je veel meer als een tool gebruik kon maken van hoe kun je op een andere manier navigeren, misschien op een meer manier waarbij je zintuigen gebruikt en uh, waarbij je eigenlijk uh, werd uh, uitgedaagd om je anders uh, te oriënteren. Uh, Dat in het kort. Dankjewel. En hoe was het eigenlijk voor jou om, we hebben het over voordat het reisverkeer weer terug gaat naar Van Oud. Hoe was het voor jou om in deze periode ook onderzoek te doen naar dit onderwerp? Ja, het was lastig te voorspellen waar het naartoe gaat. Um, maar er was genoeg om naar terug te kijken en te weten van, oh daar willen we niet naar terug. Um, dus daarom um, heb ik ook voor die audiotour gewerkt met een speculatief verhaal. Um, en heel erg gekeken van wat is er mogelijk om anders te doen. Um, en um, dat zou je, daarbij zou je de pandemie uh, erin kunnen betrekken. Maar het zou ook nog een keer los kunnen staan daarvan. Uh, maar we hebben wel uh, naar een concept toegewerkt. En eerst was er een heel klein beetje een ander concept. En later veranderde dat weer omdat, ik, uh, omdat de pandemie natuurlijk daar aankwam. Ja, oké. Okay, dus het is wel echt geïnspireerd ook door de pandemie Zeker, eigenlijk. Ja. Zo kan je het zeggen. En hoe was het voor jou, zeg maar, om echt een tentoonstelling te hebben? Wat voor een feedback heb je teruggekregen? Hoe is het nu na de tentoonstelling Departures? Ja, het was heel erg leuk. Uh, <laughs> dat is het allereerst. Um, ik denk dat uh, het, heel, het is heel intensief is. Want uh, je, je gaat uh, heel snel team mama leren kennen. Je werkt heel intensief met, met mensen samen. Um, je moet heel snel tot een inhoudelijk iets komen. En uh, dat is ontzettend leuk en een ontzettende uitdaging. En ik denk, er zijn zoveel stadia geweest uh, waarop je samenwerkte met weer iemand anders van Team Mama. Dat uh, dat was een hele leuke samenwerking. En ook 
de samenwerking met de kunstenaars um, en de vormgevende voor Janne Beltman. Ja, die hebben er echt voor gezorgd dat uh, ja, het zo is gekomen zoals het is gekomen. Um, en um, ja, om terug te komen op je vraag van uh, wat, wat uh, heb ik er nu uitgehaald. Um, denk weer een stap verder in mijn onderzoek. En um, ook een stap verder met een onderzoek waarin veel meer mensen hebben meegedacht. Dat helpt enorm. En um, ja, ook um, uh, zin om weer dit soort nieuwe projecten aan te gaan. Zijn er nieuwe projecten waarmee je terug kunnen vinden? Um, ik ga volgend jaar een uh, residentie doen in Barcelona. En daar uh, ga ik een, um, ook een, waarschijnlijk werken aan een verhaal. Uh, met inbreng uh, input uit Barcelona. Maar uh, ga wel weer verder uh, doop in. Tof, heel tof. Nou ja, nu zijn we eigenlijk hier voor de radioshow. En je hebt het net al een heel klein beetje genoemd. De audiotour. Um, wat hield dat precies in? Kan je ons eerst daar wat meer over vertellen? Ja, dus de audiotour um, neemt je dus mee langs de bestemming in de showroom. En um, die heb ik geschreven um, in de opbouw, eigenlijk in de uh, vorming van de tentoonstelling. En um, ik heb uh, met input ook van de werken van de kunstenaars uh, die tour geschreven. Uh, er zit, uh, soms steek ik de draak met een aantal dingen. Dus er zit een stukje humor in, maar ook... Um, ja, um, veel reflectie die erin zit, uh, wat meer verdieping op de, op de werken erin. En dat is allemaal um, op de achtergrond vormgegeven met een hele mooie soundscape uh, door Nick Thomas, die hier naast mij zit. Um, en ja, dat heeft het nog een keer, wat ik terugkreeg ook van mensen, is dat het de tentoonstelling toch wel op een andere dimensie bracht. Waardoor je eigenlijk in een eigen wereld terechtkomt en op, op een eigen manier door de showroom nog een keer loopt, ja, die je toch wat meer meeneemt. Ja, mooi. Dus nu gaan we eigenlijk collectief luisteren naar de audiotour. Uh, waarin jij en, uh, en Nick verder op ingaan en hoe die soundscape nu precies is, uh, is ontstaan. Dus ik zou zeggen, ja, laten we gaan luisteren naar de, naar de audiotour. Welcome to Departures Travel Agency. Our travel guide is available at the counter and will point you in the right direction. This is your departure point to many destinations. Some you may know, others will be completely new. At departures, we are leaving old forms of tourism behind. Will you join us? Do you remember the days of travel agencies where you could get colorful brochures with the most amazing photos, turquoise waters, swaying palm trees, pyramids rising to the sky, and gazing parrots. You only had to designate your destination and the travel agent would arrange it for you. Later, you didn't even have to bother with this because you could book your journey yourself online with a push of a button. Fortunately, those days are long gone. In the late 20th and early 21st century, Lifestyle architects and experienced experts conceived destinations. All the tourist desires were made possible. And if it wasn't there already, it was made. It was a prosperous industry where the customer was king, as long as you had the money. Marketers would deploy influencers and mass tourism changed cities so that they sometimes started to look like amusement parks. The world had never seen so much Disney. People took the beaten paths along hotels and hostels, moving from one tourist attraction to another. The tourists had no sense of responsibility. It was a holiday, after all. Were they concerned about their destination's local norms and values? What did they pack in their luggage? Merely items for comfort, or also a little knowledge? Did these outsiders realize the effect their presence had on the inhabitants, the culture, and the flora and fauna? At one point, on the island of Kota Thai, Thailand, the natural environment was completely spent. Tourists were refused ashore. The island's nature had to recover completely. Thailand's environment minister even ordered that the garbage left behind by tourists in Khao Yai National Park 
be mailed to the polluters' homes. We would have loved to see their faces when they got home. The tourists' ability to move around and go wherever they pleased gave them an uncomfortable position of economic power, one that was primarily reserved for residents of Western Europe with financial means and visas. The pandemic of the 2020s brought air traffic to a standstill, and the airplanes have remained grounded ever since. A new era was dawning on Earth, with the atmosphere discoloring in some parts of the world. Western Europe has been in a permanent state of alternating lunar and solar eclipse for many years now. Once it was no longer possible to fly, we had to rethink tourism. The travel agency developed into a think tank. We began to realize that the responsibility for our travel behavior was not only down to the travel agency, but also the tourists. Welcome to Departures, the travel agency for alternative travel. Instead of selling journeys, we provide environmentally sensitive travel advice. This tour takes you to destinations that each have their own geography. They are created by travelers, researchers, future thinkers, and dreamers who share the results of their travels with you. Departures takes you with them and challenges you to observe yourself as a tourist, to discover sensory ways of navigating, to marvel, and to leave your desires and preconceptions at home. Let's go! We begin our journey at the periphery of pleasure with Marina Planas. The video in the window recalls a time of partying tourists who spent their holidays drinking copious amounts of alcohol. An outcome of this excess was young people documenting themselves jumping from very high balconies into hotel swimming pools and sharing the results on YouTube. In Mallorca, they coined the term balconing for this activity. Though a proof of courage, too often, balconing led to severe injury and sometimes death. This video reveals tourism's toxicity for tourists and the local tourist industry workers. At the travel agency, we try to understand what it was like for local workers, such as receptionists and cleaners, to manage such situations daily. The space tourists occupied had an enormous impact on how areas transformed. Land was bought by multinationals such as Marriott International, Accor Hotels, and Booking.com. Marriott International established itself with a staggering 7 million hotels worldwide. Power and money proliferated, control collapsed, and tourist colonized zones emerged. In Peripheries of Pleasure, Marina Planas probes the use and abuse of areas that became tourist destinations. This tourism swallowed up entire regions. It demanded the inhabitants endure the unrest tourists caused and determine the streetscapes and employment. In fact, no one escaped his clutches, including the family of Marina Planas, who, from the 1950s to 1970s, made postcards for the Balearic Islands tourist industry. Now walk towards the seating area. On the right is a screen. This video collage by Sofia Galisa Moriente is called Biro and features images from promotional videos produced by the Puerto Rico Tourism Company and the Department of Economic Development and Commerce of Puerto Rico. Can you hear the sounds of drone footage? It is reminiscent of surveillance aircraft flying overhead which was heard during the U.S. militarization and surveillance of Puerto Rico. Also, the helicopters that brought millionaires to the island produced the same throbbing noise. A side note, the tax attorney featured in the video advertising Puerto Rico's investment opportunities, Gabriel Hernandez, was arrested and indicted in 2020 for wire fraud. You may have seen the stack of posters Please, take one. They feature images that Irena de Andres combined from two completely different realities. 
The ships used by the U.S. during its militarization were sold to the developing tourist industry. Here, the Caribbean waters are revealed as the battleground of both militarization and mass tourism. What does traveling signify in terms of experiencing a place? Do people allow themselves to be carried on the wave of the experience economy? Or do they stand still to smell, feel, and listen? In our travel agency, we regularly ask ourselves the question, when will you really arrive? To answer this, we explore the possibilities of environment-sensitive navigation. Turning back towards the entrance, on the left is a wooden construction consisting of a range of modules. The Touche-Tou, made of aromatic wood, stimulates different senses and invites you to discover it for yourself. You can taste flavors, smell scents, touch objects, and hear and make sounds. This traveling installation is a contemporary take on the old-fashioned Rari show, a type of portable museum. Touche-Tou shows traces of a journey from Asia to Oceania, North America to South America, and Africa back to Amsterdam. New elements were added at each place visited. These elements came about in collaborations, through encounters with local residents, through the application of crafts, and with a sensitivity to materiality and consideration of every location. Discover it for yourself. Please note, in the Travel Guide's corner, you can leaf through the book accompanying to Chateau, an account of the journey, the research, and the numerous other ramifications that lead to the interactive discoveries. For example, using QR codes. Now walk to the other side of the travel agency. On the left by the window is an instrument and several 3D printed plaster sculptures. They are the results of a journey that Wael Alouche made along various places in Algeria, from where his ancestors fled during the colonizations and made their way to northern Tunisia. He sought places in these regions that contributed to the West's scientific knowledge. The self-designed device is a light meter. The colored plaster cast from three-dimensional graphs representing the light measured as data at Tunisia's Al Zaytuna Mosque. The bowls show where the light was measured. Inspired by the grand tour journeys that took place in the 17th, 18th, and 19th centuries, Wael embarked on a grand return, a journey along places of shared knowledge and perspectives that have nevertheless remained largely underexposed. He sees light as a form of information that was present before the colonizations. By recording this, it became possible to return to the knowledge of the past. From the light, we now venture into the space behind and into darkness. I have never been truer stranger, wooing, unbound, surrender, takes you on an expedition to an environment that can be both a landscape and a mask. It is a landscape you long for as a tourist, and at the same time, it is an object that confronts you with your self-image when traveling. As a tourist, you tend to trust what guidebooks tell you, but does this information match the local context? Let yourself be surprised and take the time to absorb the landscape as the different sides of the spatial experience unfold before you. Now step back into the light. We take you to Norway. The weather is disappointing. But the view is amazing, shows tourists standing at the edges of the famous Trolltunga rock formation, Brickelstolen Cliff, and Geiranger Fjord. Well-known vantage points like these were often overrun with tourists rushing towards the same frequently explored destination. Whoever got close enough to the edge could make a photo of themselves without others in the picture. Tourists longed to be depicted as lone explorers, having a unique experience. The Anschichten Club, translated as the Postcard Club, looks at the cliché of the scenic viewpoint. When you are there, you feel on top of the world, as if the world is in the palm of your hand. 
It is a promise inspired by colonial voyages of discovery, and as imagined in Romanticism, a period of charting the so-called unknown world and conquering its pristine natural wonder. Did these times of exploration again inspire the 21st century traveler? Reaching a scenic viewpoint allowed the tourist to take in the vista and be overwhelmed by the beautiful scenery. The top-down perspective from which the tourist literally looked down onto the landscape also implied dominance over the land. New sights, new smells, good food, new political sounds, and all the other things that can be discovered all make up a landscape. Letting go of expectations allows new destinations to surprise and confront. From now on, let's navigate in a manner that reminds us of where we come from, makes us aware of what we bring with us, and helps us discover our own senses. If you are still looking for a travel destination, let us take you to different destinations in the Alternative Travel Guides Reading Corner. We're listening to Valianska Mafira, who did the voiceover, and also um, uh, the Dutch ver version um, with the Dutch uh, voiceover was uh, done by Mart Koenen, um, and it was all recorded by uh, Thomas Anderson Berger. And um, yeah, so um, you made the whole um, soundscape. And um, actually, I approached you um, uh, with a question like, uh, can you make a soundscape uh, for this piece? I, um, I made some notes. Uh, so I had little uh, directions uh, for the text. And then you actually had um, the wide spectrum of the options of doing it by how you would do it. How was that for you? Yeah, it was nice. Uh, it was a very creative process, I think. Like, uh, uh, as you said, like a combination of of things where there were a lot of options. So, like, I think one of the one of the notes was to create a mysterious vibe, something like this. And then other parts, it was like, okay, we need a, a swimming pool splash or um, the sound of some waves or something a bit more literal. Um, but it's also very fun. I mean, some of the some of the sounds were things that I had kind of in my sound library already, and some of them I recorded specifically for the piece. Um, so yeah, it was super fun, like really nice. I mean, I really enjoy recording, and then putting it together is also um, yeah, it's a really enjoyable process. Yeah, let's um, uh, listen to also the trip you actually made because uh, when I look at the list of uh, where you actually recorded all the pieces, it's a whole um, trip itself because um, if you recorded some of the sounds in Ukraine, but also in Italy. Um, maybe you want to uh, take us along um, there? Sure, yeah. So the, the elevator that you hear at the beginning, um, so give me one second this sound is a is a hotel in Lviv in Ukraine um, called Hotel George um, I, sp I spent a bit of time in Ukraine in the last couple of years uh, making a film well making two films actually one of which is in in process uh, with my partner and uh, we stayed in this hotel in the in the center of Lviv which is a, a kind of hangover from the Austro-Hungarian Empire so it's very old school like kind of faded luxury um, and it's quite nice because I think you can get you can get rooms for like 300 euros a night but also rooms for 20 so it's like a real mix of people and um, yeah some of it is is really like a hundred years old and I don't think the elevator was a hundred years old but it kind of felt like it and it had like a lot of character um, so yeah there's that and um, a few other things that, that come from Ukraine so some of the bird song is also from from Western Ukraine, um, when you messaged me to take part in the project, I was about to go to Italy as well um, to visit my partner's best friend who was spending some time in Rome. 
Um, so that was also kind of perfect timing. And I had, I like I always carry like a small audio recorder with some very small mics with me, something that just like fits in a pocket. Yeah, I was wondering about easily. that. Yeah, so it's always there just in case um, with a pair of AA batteries. And so I had that with me already. And the first day that we arrived in Rome, we went to the, the beach near Rome and I just sort of like, stuck the recorder on, like clipped the mics onto one of the umbrellas and, and did some recordings of waves, which are here. And then there was also an opportunity to to record someone jumping into a pool, which which I could have done in Rotterdam when I came back. But I think the the vibe of being like next to the pool in, in, in Italy kind of suited the piece a bit more. Can we listen to it once more? It's such a great part. The, sp the splashes? Yes. <laughs> sure. Yeah, great. And then you um, continue to other uh, destinations um, for the piece. Yeah, I think in well in in different orders. I mean the yeah, I think the stuff that was recorded in Italy was the the last bits, but um. Because yeah, it's also not in order in the in the piece, obviously. So um, the mm -hmm. the Italy bits were the latest bits. Um, some stuff in in Ukraine, like I said. Uh, some stuff around the house. So the um, there's a kind of abstract sound at a couple of points in the thing, which is a toothbrush, like an electric toothbrush, which was just recorded in my bathroom. Which, which was just kind of like a, a whim. I mean, that wasn't recorded specifically for this. That was just something where I thought about the sound that you have when you're brushing your teeth and the fact that it, it's kind of like resonating your head in your head. So it was, a, it was just a sort of what would happen if I stuck contact mics on my head while I'm brushing my teeth with an electric toothbrush. And it sounds unsurprisingly a lot like when you're brushing your teeth. Um, <laughs> and then I didn't really do anything with that recording. And I needed something that made the elevator sound a bit more futuristic. And I don't usually use synthesizers or instruments when I'm doing this kind of thing. I prefer to record acoustic sounds. And then I tried a few different things, like weren't working. And then I started messing around with the, the toothbrush recordings and pitch shifting some of them and adding some reverb and things like that. So I'll just play it because maybe it's not obvious which that one That would it was. be great, yeah. Oops, one second. So this is this is just like one track that's been layered a few times and then And then it comes back at the end, actually, like near the end, just before the before the Norway section. There's mm -hmm. a bit with a kind of like a low drone that's the same sound, but just pitched down a bit. So there are a few things that, that come back in different forms, like later on in the soundscape. Yeah, because I asked for a lot of uh, magical or uh, mysterious sounds, I think like maybe six times. <laughs> um, you also mentioned that you went uh, or you recorded in a church. Can you tell a bit more about that? And maybe we can have a short listen. Yeah, yeah. That, um, that, was, that was Ukraine again. I mean, I have quite a lot of sounds from Ukraine because I was recording sound for a film, a kind of experimental film. Um, so a lot of that was was doing field recordings. Like my partner was shooting on a, a 16 millimeter camera, which makes a lot of noise. So the process for the sound for the film was we would be kind of in the same place, but um, going off in different directions. Um, and I would record somewhere, and and she would um, film on the 16 millimeter camera, um, but far enough away from each other that I couldn't hear the camera, or at different times. Um, 
so a lot of it was just um, and it's it's quite a experimental exploratory film it's a kind of travelogue um, along this river in in western Ukraine so uh, yeah the, I was just recording different spaces um, so this was like a a Greek Catholic church which in a small town called Sambir in western Ukraine which is quite close to the border and a bunch of kids just came in with I think it was a school trip and started doing some singing um, and it yeah I'll just play it yeah Yeah, um, and I think um, there's one last piece. Maybe we can listen to the end of the whole uh, audio tour, uh, which takes us to Black Lives Matter. Um, I think you recorded in Rotterdam, or um yeah, this is the one that was in Rotterdam. So yeah, summer 2020, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I just uh, again just a case of taking my recorder and and. I mean, protests are amazing spaces to record. And I think it's, it's also so rare in Rotterdam to have so many people on the street. So, yeah. Um, just play it. Yeah, so I think all in all, you you had uh, like we had a layer of taking us to some destinations in the audio tour in Showroom Mama, but also there was a separate uh, geography going on uh, for your own uh, uh, sound piece. So thanks a lot for uh, telling us more about it. Yeah, it's you're welcome. It's a pleasure. It's been great, <laughs> <laughs> and I want to thank you guys for um, for sharing this with us. And I think I have one question for you. Like, how do you... You have all these different sounds, like, stored on your computer. How do you compose that and make this soundscape for an audio tour? How do you decide, like, okay, this is the sound that fits with it? Um, yeah, I, I think some of it some of it was very easy or, like, illustrative, maybe. Um, I, th I think it's also something that people do with, with, with films is, like, a lot of the times the... the the sound that that you're supposed to be hearing through the film is not the sound that's been recorded. So there's you have a degree of flexibility when it comes to um, stuff being realistic or not. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, I, it, it was easy in this one in the sense that I had a lot of notes from Anush, so th there was a structure already. <laughs> um, and then yeah, it was it was a case of um, trying things out a lot of the time and um, yeah going back through through notes and uh, look, looking for keywords and, and trying to find recordings that I've forgotten because there's no way that you can remember all the recordings that you've done so it's yeah, um, yeah I'm not as organised as I should be but I, I do have some sort of like documents of old recordings which um, I kind of was like oh yeah I forgot I forgot that I recorded that like maybe actually this could work here yeah um, yeah, and some of it just just felt appropriate, like putting Rotterdam at the end, as people finished the 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 tour felt like the right thing to do. Yeah, somehow. That's nice. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks <laughs> for both of you. I'm going to ask if Natalie can sit next to me, and then Alvaro and Nick are gonna switch, and then in the meantime, <laughs> I have one last question um, for Anush. I think <laughs> Natalie is gonna come in <laughs> with Bruno that we heard the last time. <laughs> <laughs> Are we switching? Hello. 
So we're switching your a little bit of uh, back noise. Um, let's see, but Anoush, <laughs> I'm getting distracted because <laughs> Bruno has like a really nice jacket on as well. Yeah, with a camera. <laughs> 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 Which is really nice. Anoush, when y- what was your first reaction when you heard the audio tour and the soundscape? Because you have it in your mind and then all of a sudden it's like alive and there. Uh, yeah, well, um, I think we <laughs> were pretty much done then <laughs> because I was really happy with it. And um, especially the mysterious sounds were also for me, like I, I thought about mysterious sounds, but didn't have like too much of an idea of it. So that also left a lot open, which made it really nice. Um, so I was really happy and it was, um, I also got a bit, um, yeah, I got like, like a bit shaky because I thought like, oh, it's so weird that you work on it for quite a long time. Yeah. And then someone picks all these, uh, sounds with it, which was, it's, it's kind of special. So yeah. Yeah. That's so nice. Well, thank you once again. <laughs> I'm going to switch to, uh, to Dutch on Natalie sit nu naast me. And Natalie heeft zo als altijd haar favoriete podcast om te delen. Van het moment. Ja. Van het moment. <laughs> um, ja, ik, ik uh, wilde eigenlijk even um, de schaduwspit uh, pitchen. Dat is een podcast van NPO. En um, daar zijn drie soort van bekende Nederlanders. Ja, ik zit niet zo heel erg in de sportwereld, dus ik moet elke <laughs> die namen weer opzoeken. Um, maar dat zijn uh, drie sporters en uh, ook tv-presentatoren. En die, uh, die zijn uh, allemaal gay, uh, LHBTI. En um, die gaan eigenlijk op zoek naar iemand in de voetbalwereld. Omdat er geen uh, voetballers uit de kast zijn. Ah, en die, op zoek? Die gaan op zoek naar iemand, zeg maar, of ze met voetballers, professionele voetballers, in contact mm-hmm. kunnen komen... Uh, die gay zijn en die daarvoor uit willen komen. Of die proberen het verhaal oh, wow. zeg maar, erachter uh, te ontdekken. Van waarom is het zo moeilijk nog steeds om in de professionele voetbalcircuit uh, uit te komen voor je uh, homoseksualiteit. Ja. En die podcast is nu even... Het mooie aan die podcast is, is dat die echt zeg maar, over de tijd dat ze met dat onderzoek bezig zijn is opgebouwd. En dat er ook wel eens pauzes tussen vallen tussen een nieuwe aflevering. Omdat het dus echt zo ondoordringbaar uh, blijkt. Um, en er is nu een soort break. Mm-hmm. Want ze zijn na zeven afleveringen tot de conclusie gekomen dat die stap durven nemen echt nog wel heel spannend is. Omdat er ook nog... Uh, nou, best hele felle supportergroepen zijn. Ja. Zeker ook in Rotterdam bij Feyenoord. Um, uh, die daar uh, een stokje voor steken. Of in ieder geval daar waar zo'n intimiderende werking van uitgaat... dat dat nog heel moeilijk blijkt. Dus nu, en ik vind het ergens heel tof, ook een beetje ingewikkeld... Um, hebben ze een supportteam uh, samengesteld. Oh. Van bekende Nederlanders uit de LHBTI-community... Die bereid zijn er klaar voor diegene te staan die dan uh, zich ja, ja. bekend moet maken. Uh, waaronder, ik ben even, ik weet niet alle namen, maar waaronder Nikki Tutorials. Heel vet is. <laughs> ja. um, dus dit is eigenlijk nu een soort pauze en een oproep van wie wil zich daaraan verbinden. Ja. En ik vind het ergens soort van heel tof dat ze ook wel zo'n supportnetwerk in kaart brengen. En hiermee ook of met die stap ook laten zien van hé. Hey, dit soort, uh, uh, als je op een plek bent waar het echt je uh, beroepsleven kan, uh, uh, nou ja, uh, hoe zeg je dat, uh, uh, ja, beïnvloed. risico beïnvloeden, ja. negatief kan beïnvloeden, dat uh, het niet alleen maar gaat om het individu, maar een sterk supportnetwerk ook uh, absoluut noodzakelijk is. Tegelijkertijd is denk ik hiermee ook weer die vraag zo groot geworden, ja. dat degene uh, die, als er iemand zich wel meldt, dat het een soort next level spektakel wordt. Wat dan... Ja, want het was laatst in het nieuws, dacht ik... dat er iemand uit de kast was... een voetballer uit de kast was gekomen. In Nederland? Ja, dat weet ik dus niet meer. Ik ben dus dit jaar... <laughs> ben ik oranje gaan kijken. Oh. <laughs> dus zover ben ik er. Ja. Um, maar het, ik kan me herinneren dat het echt... misschien vorige maand stond het nog... 
was het echt op het nieuws. En toen dacht ik nog bij mezelf van, waarom staat dit in het nieuws? Ja. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. Maar het is, yeah. dat laat wel zien dat het zo nodig is. Nou, en het is ook wel zo. Iemand kan echt een voorbeeldfiguur zijn, hè. Ja. Um, de, om ook gesprekken op te breken, et cetera. Maar dus, die podcast heeft me wel gefascineerd, omdat er heel veel... Uh, ze spreken met uh, amateurclubs, ze spreken met grotere voetbalclubs, ze spreken met uh, echte agents en... Weet je ja. al met alles, zeg maar, er zijn genoeg uh, mensen die op de podcast ook verschijnen die zeggen van, ja, natuurlijk, ze zijn er wel, weet ja, je wel. Maar um, uh, dat, uh, uh, dat zijn gewoon persoonlijke keuzes. Um, blijkt ook wel uit die podcast dat er, uh, het is gewoon zo dat er een bepaalde kleedkamercultuur is waar uh, heel weinig mensen verwachten dat daar op enige korte termijn uh, verandering in zit. Ja. Uh, dus daar moet je wel tegen een geintje kunnen of zo. Dat is dan de boodschap. Uh, maar dus het gaat door alle lagen heen. En een heel leuk, uh, er komt dus ook een studentenhuis in Rotterdam aan het woord. <laughs> <laughs> daar ben ik toevallig laatst langs gefietst. <laughs> en toen dacht ik van nee, hey, die ken ik uit de podcast. <laughs> uh, die, dat is een hele grote regenboog. Dat is een studentenhuis op een schip. En, uh, oh, cool. Die hadden een hele grote regenboogvlag, maar ook een hele grote Feyenoord-vlag uh, uh, hangen. Om gewoon een soort van, ja, we zijn Feyenoord-fan en ja, we supporten de LHBTI-plus-community. Uh, uh, um, maar uh, nu hangt de regenboogvlag er niet meer. Die is er al meerdere keren oh. door, dus door, an- door de supporters weggehaald. Wow. Ja, dus dat is dan... T- <laughs> Het is gewoon om moe van te worden. Ja, en het is ook zo van nu is het bij die zevende aflevering zo'n pauze van een van de drie van de presentatoren die is uh, juist optimistisch. Omdat ze ook wel steeds meer verhalen tegenkomen dat, uh, ook al is het niet in de openbaarheid, dat er wel een mate aan acceptatie is. In ieder geval aanwezigheid. Uh, En een ander die dan weer echt na die zeven afleveringen het gewoon niet meer... uh, niet meer zien zitten. Ja, nou ja, ik snap het, dat snap ik helemaal. Dus maar de, ik ben uh, blij dat er zoiets is. Ja, het is wel een turbulente uh, podcast. Ja. Ik vond hem heel interessant. <laughs> ja. Ik ga denk ik ook wel luisteren. Ja. Om, de schaduwspits. Om mijn voetbalkennis uit, uh, ja. uit te breiden. <laughs> Dankjewel voor het delen van, uh, van de podcast. Blijf je even of is Bruno's attentiespan... Uh, Gaan we die dan heel erg testen? Nee, ik kan wel even blijven. Ik begrijp dat iets heel leuks op het programma. Ja, dat wil ik niet missen. Um, we're gonna switch back to English to our last segment. Alvaro is prepared for us. I might join, because everything that's competitive, I like. Um, but Alvaro, tell us, for the last segment, what are we gonna do? Uh, we're gonna have a karaoke quiz, karaoke playlist. Uh, first of all, like uh, we're gonna be, I'm gonna be playing some uh, different karaoke songs without lyrics, only in the, uh, the melody. And I'm gonna ask you to please uh, try to guess the song and the name of the artist. Uh, and after like trying a couple of times, maybe you can just uh, listen to the playlist. Okay. How are we gonna? Are we gonna make our own buzzer really quickly? Uh, I think I'm gonna be playing. Uh, sorry again. Because if, we, if yeah. it's a comp, here's my competitive side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if it's a competition, like how, how do can I, I win? <laughs> yeah. Oh yes. Uh, we need a prize. Yes. We need like a. We, I can sniff my fingers, but someone <laughs> maybe can, and then I'll clap, and then we yeah. have and one more. Okay, <laughs> I'm not in. <laughs> yeah, maybe we can just make a noise, and then I will stop the music, and then we will try. You know. Yeah. We can say something, and if you get the song, we will go to the next one. Otherwise, I will continue playing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. and then we'll close up with the. With the playlist. With yeah. the extra playlist, yeah. So okay. we start? Yes. Nice. Uh, <laughs> the first one. I'm going back to all these times at the fancy fun in Antwerp. <laughs> <laughs> I only had my first karaoke like half, I think, in September. I know which movie it is. <gasps> no. Yeah, I 
think it's uh, Britney Spears. What else? Uh, yeah. Yeah. The name hit, of me the song? Ba- hit me, baby, one more time. Nope. No. No. <gasps> oh, I already gave so much away. Oh. <laughs> Crazy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know any Britney songs. Only Toxic. Oops, I did it again. Yes. <laughs> no way. That's so obvious. <laughs> It's the signature. Boom, boom. Yeah, that yeah. I missed. <laughs> yeah, you always have I these like weirdly <laughs> derived <laughs> versions, you know. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go to the next one, okay? Yeah. I'm so bummed already. <laughs> It also reminds me of these CDs. Oh. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm, I don't know the artist, but <laughs> I, I want to have this half win. It's Lemon Tree. But Someone knows the artist? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know it. I'm so bad at this. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm getting flashbacks when uh, Kim and I had yeah, to do so this. It was Lemon Tree by Fool's Garden. Fool's oh, Garden. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> of course. What a great song. <laughs> the next one is super, super easy. Where should you go? I think, oh, I'm out, I think. You can see the... Okay, it's Radiohead. Yeah, I'm a creep. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> It's collaborative. <laughs> yes. Of course, yeah, it was. So it's between Anusha and uh, and Natalie, basically. Of <laughs> <laughs> a little tiebreaker. I, I just have many more years of karaoke in me. Have a false start. <laughs> I'm gonna play the last one. It's my favorite song ever. And after that, uh, we're gonna just uh, play the playlist and listen to all the songs, okay? Yes. Good luck. Oh, I know it, I know it. Um, Uh, resp- um, resp- oh, it's respiratory or something like that. <laughs> oh, mama. <laughs> Bohemia resp- no. something. Rhapsody. 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 Oh. No. 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 <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Man. All by myself. <laughs> I wanna be... Avro's favorite song. That's my favorite song, yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll leave you <laughs> in a bit. Uh, is that it? Is it all by myself? Or no. No? It's not, it's not, of course not. Uh, y- really you can fake that. it though. <laughs> <laughs> is it Andre Hart? Yes. It's yeah. Andreas. Yeah. It's Andreas. Yeah. 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 No, the it's Rowan Keating. <laughs> She believes in me. It's Rowan Keating. <laughs> I dispute this. <laughs> All by myself. <laughs> But it does fit. That's yeah, so cool. I think you can sing over it. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. But basically, because I guess Alvaro's favorite song, I still win. <laughs> this is yeah, this is my go-to karaoke song, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's really What's nice. everybody's go? This is your go-to karaoke yeah. song. What's your go-to karaoke song? Britney Spears, Toxic. Or Fly Like Me, but that's new from Anderson Peck, Silk Sonic, Anderson Peck and Bruno Mars. That's for me, that song. That's all I'm gonna say. (laughs) And Anoj, what's your. Um, I think it's Delight. 
Groove is in the heart. Groove is in the heart. Oh, I should have thought of that one. Love that. Yeah. Save it. And yours? Love is a battlefield. <laughs> Because it starts so great. You can I like don't know it. Pat Benatar. No, me, I, I also don't know it. I don't know it. We are young. Oh, oh yeah, of course. Okay. I stand And then one. you can do like. Thank you so much. <laughs> I think it's a great way to end the radio show. So thank you guys so much for this one. <laughs> Thanks a lot, also Shane. Zij vertrouwt op mij.